Oh, what's the alarm? It says big dick swinging time. Oh, Jesus. Listen, you can't turn it off, you know what I mean? It's not some setting, it's just part of life. That's right, that's right. You got a big dick, it's got to swing. Yeah, I can't. I can't control gravity. <laughs> All right, what's up, Internet, and welcome to Aiming for Mediocrity, the only show that aims for the middle and definitely doesn't hit the standards. I am your host with the most children, Terry Smith, and with me today I have the quarantine master debater, David Tolgetsky. How's it going? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm I feel tired, and I think it's because I'm actually hungover, but I haven't drank in like a year. Yeah, that'll do it. Because last night I hosted the first ever barroom debate on our other Discord channel. I think it went well. Yeah, I was I there. It, I, it was I didn't actually drink that much. Like, I want to say, like, I was playing it up for the crowd, as they say. Oh, you always do. Right, of course. It's funnier if you have if you have a guy losing his shit on the mic, but <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I really, really got into it last night. It, uh, was, it was pretty crazy. I'm a little I was a little offended because I put up a couple different categories and one was boy bands. Another was what is best sandwich? And then my favorite, which was best and worst Nicolas Cage's. And nobody picked that one. I thought about it, but I mean, I already knew the answers. So. I mean, there there is no right or wrong answers when it comes to Nicolas Cage. And that's the fun part. Oh, you know, Moonstruck is pretty high up there. It's a pretty definitive best cage for me. It is. It's close to a right answer. You could probably just say, like, you know, Nicolas Cage's missing hand, wooden hand, that face that Cher makes when she sees he has a wooden hand. You know, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Which brings us to our first segment today, which is Two Golden Guns. Two golden guns. Have you been caging lately? I have not recently. I'm ashamed. Ashamed, I'm appalled. I'm a little bit worried about you, you know? It's as the doctor prescribed. You gotta be caging at least once a month. I mean, you should be worried. I'm on cage deprivation right now. (sighs) Well, you have a deficiency, as they would say, of cage. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure talking about him last night in such detail helped, but you really should be looking into that. I really should. You still haven't watched The Color Purple? Uh, <laughs> The Color Purple's a different movie. Are you sure? Yeah. Nicolas Cage, Steven Spielberg, Color Purple. I'm like 90%. <laughs> nah, it's a little bit different, but The Color from Outer Space, no, I have not seen that movie. <sighs> Listen, you might be butchering the title, but it it was... I wouldn't say good. Good's the wrong word for it. Uh, Nicolas Cage is definitely in it. And he definitely attempts to act. And they definitely attempt to show us colors that are just purple and green. But (laughs) they are meant to be colors from somewhere else. If I could get a Cthulhu movie-verse where Nicolas Cage plays every character... He's not playing every character, but that is exactly what they're doing with this. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much Nicolas Cage's character is going to, like, I don't know how much he's going to appear as, like, different characters. I know they said he was going to have at least another role because he enjoyed working with these people. But, nice. Uh, also, because he was so far in debt, he just says yes to most things. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you got to be when you, ha- when you have to end up selling, you know, like, number one Superman comic book because you're that poor. <laughs> All of your stolen dinosaur bones <laughs> you have to be sold. So on, <laughs> I, I was scrolling through the PlayStation Network the other day to rent a movie. I think we ended up settling on uh, King Arthur, that Guy Ritchie one. Oh, which, okay. you know, people talked a lot of shit about it. It's not a perfect film by any means. There's tons of issues, but it was fun. I had fun watching it and I would watch it again. I'd but anyways, 
you i i recommend it i recommend you you give it a shot like i said it's a solid six like <laughs> they seemed like they tried to to rein in guy Ritchie, and they're like no no, no this is supposed to be a fantasy movie but he's like but like i don't make those so like every once in a while it gets like super serious and like arthurian and then for like a solid 25 minutes it's just him doing his thing which is like having his actors just swear a lot and tell stories and character and talk shit and mm. it's amazing for those parts but I mean, anyways you know, they can't all be tens no no exactly I, his other movie that came out recently the gentleman was solid I, I do think that one was really good i know not everyone did but i thought it was great anyways <laughs> nicholas case so i'm scrolling through trying to find something to watch and eventually when you get far enough on on playstation network amazon prime wherever you're gonna rent digitally you see like the new heavy hitters you see all the new releases you know like frozen 2 pops up 45 times and it's different languages and you see like the movies from last year that were good that still aren't on something you see john wick and shit like that the stuff that's only on hbo unless you buy it uh-huh. but then if you if you keep going long enough you get past that and you hit a lot of bollywood stuff and okay. If you, if you go past that, it's just Nicolas Cage, as far as the eye can see, because he did 45 movies last month, and they're all coming out this month, and it just keeps going. You're like, when the fuck did you record these? That's people, fantastic. People who live in LA gotta be real confused, because like, they gotta see him at like Whole Foods and shit, and then they watch 45 movies pop up, and they're like, how is he in so many places at once? And I think it's a time-turner type situation. See, I think that's why. I think that's how we've always misunderstood Nicolas Cage, is I think he's a wizard, Harry. I think that he's been going to Hogwarts like late in life. You know, it's like he didn't discover he was a wizard until much later on. So he's just honing his skills, you know? And part of learning how to cast spells is not being able to control the volume of your voice. I think we all know that. I think that's in several chapters. It's definitely on Pottermore of it, the Harry Potter verse. It's definitely somewhere in the Half-Blood Prince. Exactly. I think that there's some things in there. So that's what's happening is he's going to school and, you know, Dumbledore gave him the time turner. And that's why he's able to be in so many places at once. But one of the things you do as a wizard is you don't understand muggle money anymore. And that's why he made so many poor investments. Oh, Okay. And, you know, unlike, you know, rich boy Harry Potter, he doesn't just have, uh, you know, a gigantic vault at Gringotts. He doesn't have it just filled to the brim with boggarts or whatever the fuck they call their money. I can't remember what they call their money in that movie. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. I, I just said doubloons. Doubloons. <laughs> That would make more sense, but I feel like it was something else. I my the thing is, I remember even as a kid, like having no sense of like normal money, like like I barely understood American dollars, let alone like whatever was happening in that movie. But it cuts to it, and they're all different shapes. I'm like, well, that's just not good. That just doesn't work. Like you yeah. can't have you can't have forty five different shapes of coins in your pocket. Like no one's doing. <laughs> also, it's like he has all of this gold. And they never really explain why he's rich. Like, why is his? Why are his parents rich? Do, do you know that? Can you tell me that? Um, because they're wizards. But everyone's wizards, and like he's supposed to be rich as fuck compared to yeah, everybody but, else. Yeah, but they're like the good wizards. So what? What are, what are Ron Weasley's parents? The bad wizards? It's probably all money they got from Dumbledore when they were just like, "Hey, we're gonna fight a war for you," and he's like, "Yeah, do that thing. We're gonna we're gonna kill you." And so I'm going to give your your son some bank, just FYI. Yeah. So, so like, you're thinking it was an insurance policy. You're thinking they were they were poor before they died. No, I, when I'm, they died. No, because because they they fought in the war and then they died m- much after. I believe. I don't so know. You think it was kind of like a, like a GI bill? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So like they could use that money to go to um, culinary arts school or buy a small trailer in nevada or put it into a gigantic vault in green gods those are yeah. the options of the gi bill so everybody else that fought in the war what did they pick because <laughs> they're not rich well neville neville got nothing because everyone hates him which is some bullshit because neville is a sexy motherfucker if you Hell look yeah. at where he has gone now 
like I'm like I rewatched those movies recently. I bought I bought my wife the entire box set. She'd been bothering me for years, and I only said no because I wanted a divorce, I guess. Because I don't know why I said no. I fucking love her, and I just I'm like, no, we're not watching Harry Potter. I watch those movies are fun. I like Harry Potter. I'm just being a dick, I think. So I finally bought the box set for her, and I watched all of them, and I was like, fuck Harry Potter. Why? <laughs> like, just watch Neville. He's way more entertaining. Yeah. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I actually refuse to watch the first two Harry Potter movies because they're so goddamn boring. They're, they're boring. The books are boring, too. I've told the story on a couple of different shows, but I'll tell it again. I've told you that Harry Potter ruined reading for me for like six years, right? It did the same thing for me. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. My mom started to read it to me, and she was like, what, you know how to read? I was I was a little bit ahead of schedule as a child. Definitely behind the times now, but as a, oh, child, yeah. uh, as a child, I showed up early. You know, early bird gets the worm. <laughs> now that that bird is definitely hungover, sleeping on the couch. Uh, anyways. Yeah, uh, you're you're like, one of those gifted children who just now has anxiety and depression. Right. <laughs> I didn't get to go to Xavier's school for gifted young <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it. <laughs> Don't my owl didn't show up for my uh my wizard in school unlike Nicholas well, Cage. <laughs> well, your owl your owl tried, but where we lived there were so many goddamn hunters, you know. Well, I would shot like to believe that in some distant universe, some alternate uh place in the multiverse, me and Nicholas Cage both attended late wizarding school together. <laughs> It's kind of like like when you see uh, adults go back to school to get their GED. It's like that, but for yeah. wizards. Adam Sandler there for some reason. This is me, Adam Sandler, and Nicholas Cage is fucking trying to mix potions. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Anyways. Uh, so I, I my mom's reading me this book and then she's like no, no no you read it so I started reading it I'm like okay the snake winked at him that's neat. He can talk to it. Okay. And I just started to doze off. And I'm like, this is just boring. Which is weird, because I read some dry-ass books as a kid, like Charlotte's Web and shit like that. But for some reason, Harry Potter just was not scratching any sort of itch. And instead of making some sort of declaration like, oh, I don't like Harry Potter, or I don't like fantasy books... Or even though he wasn't Harry Potter yet, I don't like Daniel Radcliffe. I didn't say anything like that. What I said was, oh, I must hate books. And I stuck to that shit until I was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't read another novel that a teacher didn't force me to. And then I discovered uh, Aragon. Uh, a friend of ours gave me Aragon. And I was like, this shit is awesome. There's dragons. You ride the dragons. You got swords. You can fight with the swords. It's a red so, sword. Like it's a red huh. sword. There's some hot ass elves in it. I'm in. Let's do this. I, mean, I presume they're hot. I can't really see them, but my brain's like, yeah, those are hot elves. The way that that person describes the elves, they seemed hot in my head. Also, I believe that denim existed in that fantasy world, which I thought was very interesting because they don't bring that up very often. Everyone's wearing tunics and long shirts and shit, but in this world there was jeans, and I was like, I was into that. I don't know, like <laughs> that's like that really sold me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that brought me back, and then from then on, there I read anything I could. I read Moby Dick that year, which not good. <laughs> I like overrated Moby Dick. <laughs> I read it out of spite because our, uh, our our what what class was it? I I think it was called just like business or something like that. But uh, she was also the librarian, not saying names, but she was really mean to me. But it's partly because I was an awful student who didn't read oh, yeah. <laughs> and talked a lot of shit to her. But I remember her like uh, saying, like, read this book report. And I just read Aragon. I was fresh off Aragon. I was ready to read more books that had denim in it. And she was like, well, you got to pick a book. And I was like, Moby Dick. And she was like, no, you you number one no you're not like you you're not like pointing at me in front of the whole class so, like she drew my picture on the board and like circled it several times like you're not reading moby dick <laughs> and i was like listen bitch i'll read moby dick and she was like hey don't call me bitch and i was like you're right miss whatever i apologize and, you're right, miss bitch. <laughs> and I, I was like i i don't mean to offend other women by associating them with your stinky ass 
and I read Moby Dick, and it was awful. She was right. I should not have read that. <laughs> it was really bad. And you know what? So was my paper, because I did not like that book. And I do not like undertones, unless it has to do with Benham, apparently. So, like, I did not pick up on the subtext of the, <laughs> of the story and, like, what he was trying to overcome and any sort of allegory there. I was just like, man, he really fucking hates whales. Man, <laughs> all I got out of it was, like, we need to just leave the whales the fuck alone. Like, <laughs> we ought to leave this world behind man fuck the whales and also like he was a little bit racist at the beginning and then at the end he was less racist i guess there's that oh you know (laughs) that's gross he got somewhere (laughs) he got somewhere i guess (laughs) like as an adult and you read movie dick like oh shit this book's deep (laughs) as a dumbass 12 girl i was just like oh fuck white whales he's got an issue with them Also, what kind of name is Ishmael, man? Like, don't be naming your kid Ishmael. I understood, as, again, as an adult, that that's kind of like a nickname type thing. That's not like a natural surname. But <laughs> as a kid, I was just like, that's a fucking weird name. Like, it's like, at the start of it, isn't it? He's just like, call me Ishmael. And everyone's around him just like, who? What? Who is this guy? It's because he's like the narrator. He's just like, just call me the man. He's like the dude, you know? He's like the dude, yeah. you know, El Duderino. Like, just call me Ishmael. And I was just like, bitch, that's a weird name. Like, it's like we, we all learn from high school that you don't give yourself the nickname. Because then you'll get made fun of. I mean, I guess I did give myself a nickname in high school. But I picked the dumbest nickname, so no one was mad about it. Everyone was just like, well, I don't... Normally we give you shit, but that is shit enough. Like, why did you pick Steve? Like, Steve is not a good nickname. Like, when you think of nicknames, you're like, you know, that's coffee cake. Because <laughs> his oh, face looks like coffee cake. But making the substitute teacher believe your name is Steve, I it's feel a pretty like, good story. Yeah, I feel like that is what elevated it, and that's what allowed it to happen. Yeah. Because I, convincing her is one thing, but then doing the books to be checked for attendance is really where the story elevated. And then from then on there, because we lived in such a small town and we dated girls from other towns, you know, from Canada, obviously. Uh, But because we were so weird, none of the girls in our town wanted to date us. So we had to go elsewhere where they didn't know how strange we were and how little we read or how little we knew about Moby Dick. So we would go to other towns. And of course, because I was so insecure, I would introduce myself as Steve because the mask of it all. You know, rocking denim, rocking a mask, rocking a, f- a fake name. I had it all. So then, like, the, the legend of Steve really grew beyond the, the simple nickname of just wanting to fuck with one really bad substitute for one single day. It, it got out of hand. And she... <laughs> Also, I didn't know that she was replacing our biology teacher for the rest of the year. I thought it was going to be a funny gag. One Friday, I was taking attendance. It would be fine. And then, and then our biology teacher had a baby and was out for the rest of the year. And this was not like midway through the year. This wasn't like around Christmas break or some shit. This was like four weeks into the school year. And, and then like the screen pauses and it goes black and it says, and that's when he knew he fucked up. <laughs> My favorite thing about the whole, whole like I, I ran for student council on like several different roles, just handing out buttons that said vote for Steve. We were like, yep. what are you running for? And I was just tossing finger guns i don't care write me into whatever you want i think i showed up on a couple of local elections like because <laughs> you know vote for pedro vote for steve it was just a fun thing to say i didn't oh, yeah. understand apparently i didn't understand anything as a child but i definitely didn't understand what was happening there <laughs> but my favorite thing about all of it other than like going to other other towns and dating girls who did not know my real name to the point where, like, it was kind of depressing. Like, when you look back, like, I still get messages from people that are like, hey, Steve. And I was like, well, fuck, I have a real name. I am a person. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Unfriend. Like, he does not understand. I ran into our Spanish teacher a few years later, and she gave me a hug, and she was like, Steve. And everyone around me didn't go to school with us. <laughs> they were mm-hmm. like, who the fuck is Steve? Who was that woman speaking Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> But the best part of it all was there was this preppy girl we went to school with and she just hated me for some reason. I think it was because I hung out with her older sisters like we we were the weird kids. So we partied and stuff. 
and they did not party because they were sad. They probably understood Moby Dick is probably the real reason. Right. But it, it's I just, really <laughs> such an emotional toll that you have to pay once you understand that book. Right. I just remember I just remember her freaking out towards the end of the year. Like, his name is not fucking Steve. And like she got detention because she just like blew up and was like <laughs> she was she was letting everybody know she was blowing up my spot that i was not steve and that was not my name and been playing everybody except for like everybody else i don't know who she was talking to other than the teacher like everybody else knew that my name was not steve there was only like 30 of us that went to that high school yeah i was sitting there like yeah we know we grew up with him (laughs) but she was just so mad because she hated me so much and she hated i think she hated herself a little bit i think that was the allegory for the white whale (laughs) i'm still a little bit lost but i think there's something in there (laughs) she didn't understand all of the subtext about denim and it i think is part of it well it's just such a durable material (laughs) it needs to be in more fantasy stories is all i'm saying like what are they wearing dockers like come on i mean listen Star Wars is only as popular as it is because in the beginning of A New Hope, Aunt Veru was wearing denim. She was rocking those mom jeans. <laughs> she was. In, uh, does Han Solo wear jeans? No, he wears like black slacks, doesn't he? Yeah. Does anybody else wear jeans in a galaxy far, far away? That's worth a Google. I don't think so. I think everyone's wearing khakis. I think it's like a Chino's convention. <laughs> like everyone's at like the um the the what's what's it called when you have the grapes and you make wine out of the vineyard everyone's at the vineyard wearing their khakis i don't think many people were wearing denim and i, I like to believe that in that world well i guess it's our world but it was just a long time ago in a galaxy far far away the aunt Peru was just trying something new like she made those jeans herself <laughs> she figured out how to make denim. I can't tell you how to make denim in my brain for some reason. It's like a concoction, and then you let it dry after you boil it a bunch, and you let it dry in the shape of pants, and then you rivet it to make sure it doesn't fall apart. That's how you make denim. Is that but, right? But then after that, after you rivet it, the parts that aren't riveted still fall apart. So you're just like, fuck. And then you have to sew it at those parts yep. in the seams. Yeah, that's how you make denim, right? Like, yeah, that's how it works. I don't know. How do- denim do you know i don't fucking know do you think i know how to do shit coming at me about making denim how to make i'm on a podcast you think i know anything uh everybody has podcasts now there's got to be some that that know it okay so cotton is harvested by hand or machine that's problematic right there internet i i feel like i understand what you're saying i don't like it a cotton gin separates the cotton fiber from the seeds okay I'm already oh. lost. The cotton fiber is spun into yarn. The yarn is dyed. The dyed yarn is woven on a shuttle loom or projectile loom. And then the woven product is sanferized. I don't know what sanferized mean, but I'm already caught up in the fact that they dye the yarn first. So like it denim does not have to be blue at all. That's just arbitrary. Huh. I always thought it was like default denim color is blue because of what they use. And then you have all the other colors. Like I wear black jeans a lot, but it's not. That's just the status quo. What the fuck? It's messed up, man. It's messed up. I think we should fight the power and no longer wear blue jeans. Down with the bourgeoisie. Do you feel like classy when you rock like pants when you go to work now? No. Because, like, I don't go anywhere. Like, I work from home. So, like, me and my wife, we're rocking sweatpants or shorts, more likely. Like, I I wear a lot of, like, basketball shorts. And every once in a while, we'll have to go out. So, I'll put jeans on. I'm like, fuck, I'm dressed the nines. I'm dressed. I'm ready to go. They were talking about it on the Kind of Funny podcast the other day. Nick Scarpino was like, I feel like I'm attending a fucking ball when when I'm wearing jeans. And I got to agree with him. Like, I was wearing jeans yesterday, walking around with my kids. I'm like, I'm a classy motherfucker. I should, be like, I should be like handing out hand sanitizer and shit because people are probably looking up on me like I'm Moby Dick. I still don't remember if that was someone's name. And they're looking at me like I'm Ishmael. <laughs> did, did the whale wear <laughs> jeans? The, 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 the whale did wear jeans. That was part. That's how it showed that he was the bad guy. <laughs> he right. was at a higher level than them. He was like a Bond villain, kind of. You know, like he kept tying up Ishmael and the other two guys. And like setting them above a pit full of sharks circling, he was like, "You'll never get away." With freaking laser, did. 
it was just sharks with freaking laser beams on top of their freaking heads and then they would get away and the whale was like damn it and that was that was the whole hunt you know that's all it was like a cat and mouse game between oh, yeah. james bond and, the, and moby dick <laughs> there's the moby dick the name of the whale yes <laughs> the whale. I, moby dick is the name of the whale moby white whale dick that was the that was his name yes I'm glad we got that worked out. And this is all because I didn't like Harry Potter as a child. You know, funny enough, I do like Harry Potter now. I've read them all. I still don't love the first two books or first two movies, but the rest are pretty entertaining. There's a lot of plot holes, but when you're just, you know, when you're making up shit about wizarding schools, there's going to be some plot holes. Oh, for sure. People get mad at at, at her about that, like that stuff and Pottermore. I'm more mad when she like posts stuff about like anti-trans like, yeah I'm like that's a little bit worse guys like, can we can we look at that like instead of like she said that this character was gay and then they said he wasn't gay and then they she changed the the so i'm like yeah like that is bad that is definitely awful but like that's a fictional character that she's making up on the spot like let's talk about like real life shit that she's done yeah she's pretty awful yeah, and I don't. I think the thing is, like, I can't even say definitively that she's pretty awful because it's all behind the scenes. Like, she like will thumbs up people that are pretty awful, which yeah. is bad. But like, I like in this day and age, and people are like, this person needs to be canceled. Like, I hate that shit. So like, I'm not. I'm not gonna say like she's the worst of the worst because no, no, no. Like, people forget. Like, people always do that comparison to Hitler. It's like no, no, no. It goes both ways. Like, they're also not Hitler though. So like, yeah. like no, Hitler was the worst of the worst. <laughs> When you say someone's like you can compare the them to Hitler, but you've also got to contrast a little bit. You have to contrast. Like, thank you. You have to compare and contrast. Like when you say someone's like that, that person's the worst. It's like no. Listen, they lied about donating to to that 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 uh, that relief fund. All right, they're not Hitler. Mm-hmm. Like, think of the if the bottom line we have to set is Hitler. Like that, I think that's where we have to set. And people that don't wear denim, those are the two. And and then you go from there. You work your way up. It's it's the fact that everyone wants to tear everybody down. I'm like, no, nah, some people have bad days. Now, I on my worst days, I've never had a heated gaming moment. <laughs> but it's still like, oh, come on. Also, like, there's a lot of, like, I wouldn't, would you call them truthers now? Anti-vaxxers? Like, people coming at me about 5G towers. Oh, yeah. Really. yeah. And, yeah. like, now, like, people my nephew's age, my nephew's 16, like, they're doing it. They were always dumb. Like, 16-year-olds are not smart. Or oh, maybe oh, no. maybe just we weren't. <laughs> they probably are smart 16-year-olds. The people that use their real name in biology class. Uh, yeah. but, but we were <laughs> but, but, like, now I, I keep seeing all these posts from, like, him and his friends about Dr. Disrespect, because Dr. Disrespect has been talking about, like, uh, the coronavirus conspiracy theories and like opening up the economy and like these 16 like you can't even spell economy what are you talking about opening up the economy shut the fuck up like you're not going anywhere anyways you're 16 yeah you got your license but you can't do anything past 10 o'clock it's just a little frustrating when i see that so i'm like oh shh just just let the let the adults speak a little bit yeah remember that time you know Remember what? that time Dr. Disrespect decided to stream from the inside of a bathroom? Yeah, he did that. That was yep. definitely a thing he did. And then he was like, I apologize in the name of my brand. And I was like, you should apologize like for breaking the law, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think like, you can break the law in character. But I guess like, then again, you know what? I take that back. Maybe you can because you watch like prank shows. Like most most of what prank shows do are illegal. Like, yeah. Like you think of like, you know, Impractical Jokers or... Uh, jackass more more along the lines of like jackass or eric andre they'll mm-hmm. bust out and do something stupid and you'll see the cops arrest them and then like they're like we're actually filming it for a show like we're gonna buy the thing that we destroyed like i'm sorry like you're breaking the law but you are on tv and you're famous and in character so like they'd say it's fine as long as you pay for that shit i'm right. sure people still press charges i think eventually it's done but because they're doing that so like no one pressed charges against dr disrespect and there wasn't a lot of people in the bathroom from what i understand i know there was one one kid but it wasn't like he was peeping on him it was still wrong like, yeah it's not an example we should be setting but it's, it's like don't do that it's like don't do that exactly but also like we can't say 
like I don't like when people are like, well, he's a role model. It's like, yeah, maybe, but like, don't let your kid watch Doctor Disrespect. <laughs> like, that's yeah. on you a little bit. <laughs> it's like when people would call like Britney Spears a sex symbol. Like, don't you worry that you're setting a bad example for little girls. It's like, why is little why are little girls watching Hit Me Baby one more time? Like, it was obviously like she's wearing a schoolgirl outfit with like her breasts trying to be shown. Like, maybe they shouldn't be dressing like that. Maybe tell your kid don't do that. I know my mom said I couldn't do that as a kid. Like, she wasn't letting me wear the schoolgirl outfit. Yeah, I mean, we all told you not to do that. I mean, there's for, there's different reasons there, and I disagree with all of them. I think I <laughs> rocked up pretty well. I know later on, I did perform "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" at the at the county fair, and I did great. You judges, did, in fact, disagree. Yeah, the judges disagreed that I did great, but I definitely did it. <laughs> okay, that, that's a performance that was made. It's, it's so funny, like when we talk about like where we live now and the circles that we run in. When we talk about our hometown, people picture a small town, but they picture like a Stephen King novel. But it was definitely way more like Huck Finn. Yeah, like, like when you talk about like the county fair, it's exactly what you think of with the county fair. Like, there's a lot of 4-H kids. There's a lot of corn. <laughs> there's a lot of southern accents for strange reasons, even though they're, we're from the north. Like, there's a lot of shit like that. Eddie, but I want to feed my pig. Exactly. There's a lot of skull. Yep. <laughs> a lot of chewing tobacco. A lot of grizzly. Get you uh, a grizzly. But no one, no one pictures it right because we don't talk like that. We don't have an affinity for tractors. So yep. we were like, oh, they're small town. Like it's probably it's probably like a Stephen King novel. They're probably setting up forts and fighting off evil clowns from outer space. Like no, man, we were picking berries and mushrooms and fishing down by the creek. Yeah, someone at my work that I used to work with, she was just hearing me talk and just I don't know where she was like, you know, you talk like you're from a big city. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not. What does that mean? <laughs> I I don't know. Is that the equivalent of like when, when when like they portray like Southerners as really dumb, like in really bad TV, and like the character is like a military like guy, and he like goes down there and he's like, listen, we need to do this. You're like that city boy seems to know what he's talking about. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck is she saying? Like, you sound like you talk like you're from the big. What do big big city people talk like? What? And like as soon as she said that, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be good." Because is she from the Appalachians, like, what are you saying? No, she's from around here, local girl. <laughs> she's from the big city. Yeah, but as soon as I heard her say that, my brain was like, "This will be fun." So I instantly just went, oh. well, "All right, I've been here for pert near five years." <laughs> uh, when I work with people like that, like it's it's like a license to fuck with them. Oh, like, absolutely. Normally, I would feel guilty, but I'm not normal, nor have I ever been. So when I guess I say normally, I mean never. And you just continue to do things like that. Like the thing that my wife gives me shit about a lot is occasionally when we get a new person at my job. And it's less likely to happen now because I'm working in fully remote. But when I was in the office every once in a while, I would just approach one of these new people, would start a normal conversation. And then they'd ask me about something in the past. So, you know, where are you from or whatever? And I start doing the monologue from Jaws. Oh my god, yes. And the my favorite thing about it is apparently that movie has lost some of its appeal to general audiences because no one has ever said anything about it. No one has ever said, is that from Jaws? They just look at these they just listen. I don't know if I'm that scary, and I know it's a scary like story, you know. And as I start pounding on my chest, sometimes they go away, sometimes they don't go away. You know, but they just like let it happen. They're just like, they're just, like listening to me talk talk I mean, about that, like surviving that... the SS Indianapolis, you know. <laughs> That movie is like what forty years old by now, isn't it? I don't know. What is time? I was born in nineteen ninety three, so I know that it was already a, a classic by the time I had seen it. And Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It yeah, it was. It came out in nineteen seventy five. So oh holy yeah, damn. Fuck, we are old. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're only going to die one day. Uh, so anyways, yeah, sometimes I do that. Is is there an, an, like a, a term like in the vein of octogenarian, but for a 20-something? Uh, privileged? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Nearsighted? <laughs> you know, somewhere along the lines there. 
and I'm just looking at what's changed over the last 45 years. I've seen a lot of inflation articles. Oh yeah, <laughs> that could just be like do do uh do a day you uh, d- does Google Analytics does it change the top results for you based on your uh browsing history? Oh, probably. I don't know. I'm well, I'm not a I, space wizard. I know, but like normally, I mean, fucking study the internet, man. 2020. Seriously, what do I need to study it for? <laughs> I, I was just curious. I was just curious if it does because, like, the first thing that popped up was a lot of accounting, like articles. Oh, okay. I'm, yeah. going, to, I'm going to accounting school. If if the if those listening would like to know, and that's <laughs> why I was like, oh, I wonder if just all of the cookies have followed me this far. <laughs> well, let's do a test. What exactly did you type in? I Google typed trip. in 1975 to 2020. Alright. And the first article that popped up is value of $100 from 1975 to 2020. Okay, no, yep, yep, that, that showed up for me too. Okay, cool. That's just the most popular article. I'm guessing yeah. 1975 to 2020 is not a super popular search. Yeah. So the, it is sad to see. The, the Space God robots are not singling you out just yet. Not yet, not yet. But it is depressing to see that, in other words, $100 in 1975 is the equivalent in purchasing power to about $479.77 in 2020. Damn. I knew the inflation rate was between 9 and like 2%, but I didn't understand in whole dollars because I never do it like that. Like I just talk about it in a lot of my accounting forums to sound like I read the chapter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Uh, so. Well, you never read the chapter. You just do your homework and you never show up for the actual class. Exactly. You went to college with me. You know, yeah. I, didn't I didn't do it as well as you, but. No one does it as well as me. I still hold the record for the amount of school missed without being uh, truant. Because yeah. I, I made sure to miss the certain amount of days before they would call a truancy officer. And then I would make up that time, as it were, with some of our favorite teachers. And because they were our favorite teachers, they didn't require me to do anything. I mostly played Game Boy and hung out with them. Yep. Uh, the most I did was like ruin their dinner plans because they couldn't <laughs> go. <laughs> like, I'm like, nah, listen, I got to make up like 13 hours this week, man. So I'm going to need you to stay. I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. <laughs> I just it's imagine great. a scenario where you have detention with a teacher and, and like you bring them dinner. <laughs> Dude, I've done that before. <laughs> I'm sure you have. There were several times because our our friend Chelsea would be like, "So are you staying after today?" I'm like, "I have to," and like she had to as well. But she was like a National Honor Society; she mm-hmm. wasn't just like skipping school. And then we also had college courses that met afterwards that I was a part of too, because like we didn't have AP courses because we were such a tiny school. We had actual college courses for college credit instead of advanced placement. So college professors from the local community college would come and teach us, and those would have to be after hours or early before school so we like the, the older kids who were in college courses were in a little bit of like different schedules and times and whatnot so i was always there anyways i was either in a college course or i was skipping class or i was just making up time so there was never a time where people would have been confused that i was at the high school right <laughs> like like the the gym teacher would show up you know at four o'clock in the morning to do push-ups and the the janitors would be there to do the job that they didn't do yesterday because they were drunk. Because I loved our janitors, but man, they were fucking sketchy. Yep. <laughs> Those guys, oh man. Anyways, so they would show up and be like, uh, so do you need something? I'm like, yeah, if anyone can run to the local bar and get me fish and chips because I'm gonna share them with the teacher, that'd be that'd be wonderful. <laughs> Cause I gotta make up for the fact that I'm making them stay thirteen hours after school today. And then they'd be like, well, well, which bar? And you're just like the closest one. And they're like, okay, but which one? I, I Growing up in a town with like seven bars and 35 churches was an interesting dynamic. Because there was nowhere to shop. Like there there was a party store, as we call it. I don't know if you've ever been to a party store. But that all that means is that it's a gas station that also sells liquor. That's what a party store is. Oh, like it, sure. It does not sell party supplies, although eventually we did. We found out that it would be very lucrative if we bought very cheap ping pong balls and sold them at like a 200% markup next to Jaeger and yep. Red Bull. I thought that was interesting that that was completely legal. Yeah, somehow. 
we we worked at that party store like clerks which is a thing that like i think a lot of people miss out on because not a lot of people aim to do that but after watching clerks growing up and then me and you working at you know a gas station quick stop that had a video store attached to it it is a very wonderful time not while you're there definitely but after you leave and you remember some of the cast of characters you see it was great yeah it's like i want to meet the writers who came up with that shit i mean oh, clerks no, not, not clerks. Our life. Oh, I don't want to meet those people. They're fucking deranged. Uh, why'd they make me live in a van down by the river, Dave? Like, that's a question I want to ask them. Who thought that was a good idea? That was a boring-ass chapter. Because people <laughs> think, oh, man, this is going to be a harrowing tale. Or maybe he's going to find himself. It's going to be one of those fun, quirky coming of age chills. No, it's just fucking boring living in a van. It's yeah. like you eat a lot of ramen. And your friends come to visit, and they're all confused, but also they're like, oh, man, you got a TV in your car? And I'm like, I have several TVs in my car, but you have a home. <laughs> you, you have a mom. Like, what are you talking about? Get the fuck are out of here. you watching Blade 2 in there? I was definitely watching Blade 2, but not like Blade 2. I was watching Blade 1 also. Like, yeah. two different TVs. <laughs> I fucking Precious Plum is one of the most underrated shows on the internet. It's pretty good. <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh, oh yeah, growing growing up with like thirty five churches, but there's there's nowhere to shop is the thing. So you go to the party store, you see us where we're selling ping pong balls next to Jaeger, next to Red Bull. We don't say put them together, but it's like you do the math. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not telling you what to buy, son, but you should buy these three things and go have a good time. The choice is yours. The choice is yours. <laughs> we were there when there was new management, like changeover, and that was his first thing that he changed. I remember because I, <laughs> I was hired there, like probably about three months into him buying the store. John, if you're listening, thank you so much for one of my first jobs, but also, god damn you for the things that I saw at that place. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember like his first like decree, like it was like, hey. I'm keeping on like as many people as possible. I don't want to change everything. I'm hiring a few new people. We're definitely going to sell less miners. Uh, we're going to let the miners that work here buy less things that they shouldn't be buying. And also, I'm putting Jaeger next to Red Bull next to ping pong balls. That's what's happening this Friday. Make sure you mention it to every customer. So it was like if you went to Subway in 2010 and they just kept asking you if you wanted avocado and you're like no thanks i want I just wanted a cookie they're like do you want avocado on that it was like that for a party oh store. my god so people would come in to buy eggs uh a carton of cigarettes and their bottle of blackberry brandy and i would be like do you want avocado i mean do you want red bull jaeger and ping pong balls with that sir <laughs> like i have this nifty display case that has all three of them <laughs> it's just a quick access and it was right next to the counter too so like people are getting their scratch offs you're like oh look at that like what would you do with those three things god those cardboard displays that we have to put together <laughs> never did it right <laughs> like, no <I> don't... <laughs> there was no directions and i understand when people are saying like i can hear people yelling at home right now and they're just like it's cardboard that wasn't just like go together yes it did but remember we were like 20 and we gave no fucks yeah <laughs> we made <laughs> below minimum wage working at a party store we were never reprimanded for all the bullshit we did <laughs> No, and you know what's funny? My wife brought this up recently and was talking to me. I was talking shit about us working there and like how awful we were. She was like, Yeah, but you two were the hardest working people there. <laughs> Cause like, and we were, that's the strange part. It really was because like there was another like, you know, eight people that worked at that store. Yep. But they had all worked there before, like before ownership changed. And they'd also all worked there for like 20 years. Like no one, so they also gave no fucks. I know several people that worked there had embezzled at one point in time and everyone knew about it. Several of those people made like $15 an hour, which I know like that, you know, that's pretty normal these days with inflation and stuff. But this was 10 years ago at a party store in the middle of nowhere, northern Michigan. No one made $14 an hour. You had contractors and like high level businessmen in suits that weren't making $14 an hour. So the fact that these like 10 people that worked at this gas station with us made living wages there was crazy. I believe the minimum wage at that time was like $8.50. No, it was way below that, dude. When we worked there, it was $7. Oof. It was Damn. a big deal when we made $8 because like, I got hired back in. I, I told him I was quitting. I was going to college 
And he was like, yeah, okay. And he kind of laughed. And he was right. Because, like, I went to college for a semester. And I realized I had a lot of free time. Maybe I should get a part-time job. So I went back to my part-time job at the gas station. Yeah. More hours and more money. Because he was like, I'm just going to pay you in cash this time. You'll make way more money. And I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> I made eight. That was the way more was $8 an hour. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, we worked really, really hard. And all that. But, like, because we were young, everyone just, like, treated us like we didn't. Which is fair. I think everyone experiences that at a job or something. But on top of that is because me and you have always excelled at doing the bare minimum, doing a good job of the bare minimum. Like we're hard workers, but like, we're never going to not have fun. Like you're not going to have me work and we're not going to fucking enjoy ourselves. Right. Like you put us there on a Friday night, me, you and Jerry, we're, we're going to fucking have fun. We've seen clerks before. So oh, we're, fuck yeah. <laughs> we're wrangling around and, and ordering porn in front of people. We never sold <laughs> cigarettes to a four year old. Like that didn't happen. No, no, but we're we had a good time. Yeah, of course she was five. <laughs> but we enjoyed it was, it was ourselves. You're wearing a Power Rangers shirt. <laughs> not to blow up anyone's spot, but I remember several people that we worked with, like just like not paying late fees. Also, it's like we worked at a VHS like in the rental place. Like, of course, no one's paying late fees. Our computer system was from like 1995. Yeah, I figure out how to apply people's late fees. Fucking ran on DOS. I remember being called in once because someone couldn't figure out how to fix the system. And they're like, we need something temporary. Can you order something or program something? I'm like, yeah, totally. And like, I opened up Excel on my laptop. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is better than what we had running. So don't, no one rushed to get the computer fixed. This is fine. <laughs> God, I, I remember I actually took that computer home to try and fix it once. Oh God! Mistakes were made. Well, it was because like like the uh, like the, the the networking card on it had died, and we didn't realize that. So I was like, okay, well, it's not connecting to your internet. I'll try it on mine at home, and I brought it back. I was like, yeah, this thing's dead. <laughs> I remember at one point. So like when we did the switch to DVDs, it was a big deal. Except for like no one really remembers this now because Blu-ray is such a thing, and DVDs were like fine, but like DVDs are not like they're not durable they're one of the most no. fragile media pieces since floppy disks so like you scratch them just a little bit and that movie is no longer watchable plus like they just degrade over time so if you have a dvd now in 2020 that you bought in 2000 and say one like there's a good chance that that disc just doesn't work anymore because they degrade over time oh yeah it's just it's a degrading media because of the way that it's made so one a big deal was polishing discs to do your best like there was several like crystalline um solutions you would spray on it and then polish it in and if it was a light enough scratch it would fill it in and reflect the data below and you could still use it it wasn't a great fix and it was only worked for superficial scratches but that was one way to do it the other way was to do what we called resurfacing the disc which was you would put it into a machine that would literally grind off a layer with a diamond it yep. would grind off a layer to get rid of scratches. Sometimes you have to do it two or three times, making that disc very thin, but you can still get to the data because a disc doesn't need to be that thick because it's just metal with in between layers of plastic. So you can get rid of several layers of plastic and that data is still there. But what would happen was is we would do that to like fix the disc, but we didn't have one of these machines. We were not family video. We were in the small town and we rented DVDs and we rented DVDs to all the people who didn't want to drive. 35 40 minutes both ways to go to a family video and rent dvds mm-hmm. which by the way family video if you grew up on like in the midwest or on the east coast like that was our version of blockbuster we did eventually get blockbusters as well but we mostly had family videos so and there is ahead, still at least one family video out in the wild i've seen it recently dude there's a family video three blocks away from my apartment right now yeah, it, it's crazy i just it's a thing i always forget existed and then i see it alive and kicking and i'm like they didn't kill you yet? Dude, I live I live uh, really, really close to Flint, basically. Uh, for, for people, if you're holding up the mitten, put up the middle finger, uh, and, <laughs> and you then drive it down, and you'll, you'll find me near Flint. And, uh, if I, I can look out the window and drive down a road, like there is a family video. And it's hopping most days, obviously before the pandemic. Now I don't know what it is. But the, all I know is that family video was a staple. So whenever there was a recession, uh, whenever Sean Connery would show up and tell me there was a, re- a recession and 
or there were other issues with like the area around it always had business and it was always hiring <laughs> like it was always packed there was always seven to ten vehicles in the parking lot which is packed for michigan i don't care what <laughs> what place you're at that's packed there's only like yeah. 40 people that live here anyways it's because and... every other parking spot has a giant fucking pothole in it <laughs> it's true it's true <laughs> can we take a second to recognize that governor <laughs> governor whitmer was voted in on the slogan like let's fix them damn potholes or whatever fix the damn roads uh <laughs> anyways so you go to family video and not only are they booming but they're also offering like economic stimulus by hiring people but now i i gotta assume that they're closed now i i can't i can't say that they're necessary but who knows gamestop fought for it maybe family video is still open but yeah. anyways when we worked at that party store i had the ingenious idea of saying i can fix those discs as long as you pay me i don't know i are i think i negotiated for ten dollars disc and our boss was like fuck no he's like i'll give you five and i was like deal and i was like jokes on him it only costs three to get them resurfaced at family video i'm making two dollars per fucking disc and then you factor in gas i'm making like 30 cents per disc yep <laughs> but i did it i did it for like I think how long did I worked there two years two two yeah, but years. I, I mean, like as as many times as we would just drive out to that next town, like yeah, it it wasn't a big deal. I was actually making money, not good money, but it was enough to like pay for gas, a movie ticket, fucking yeah. all night hot dogs at our our favorite twenty four seven diner. Oh fuck, those were great. I miss John Boys. That of all the things I miss about Northern Michigan, which is very few and far between, I miss like going like berry picking and or just like being able to go out to the woods where there's nobody else around and visit yeah. where all the dead bodies are buried and or going to john boys at like I, four o'clock in the morning i miss being able to sit in a diner at 4 a.m after being awake the whole day right. and sitting eating many baskets of curly fries drinking too many cups of coffee not like one of those things feeling my age like i'm turning well we're both turning you're turning 27 tomorrow yep and i'm turning 27 in a couple of weeks and i just think about it I'm like i feel old and not like old there's like oh man i can't believe we're almost 30 but like like we're like we didn't treat ourselves well you know no. <laughs> like you can tell i drink a lot of mountain dew and drank a lot of alcohol because like my body like i'm killed over like my dad was at like 60 yeah oh fuck my back oh it's fine it's all good we'll survive that was two golden guns (laughs) (laughs) that's right that was a segment that we were trying to do (laughs) so what are you doing so you still have to go to work you're what they call a necessary worker yeah i was gonna ask you how your quarantine's been but you're not really in quarantine you still have to go into the office every day what's that like uh i wear a mask i I sit much Does farther. Sit everything. <laughs> no, but I I uh, I sit much farther than six feet apart from coworkers until Smart. I can't. Smart. Right. Because that's uh, people always say that like, well, you know, you, we'll keep six feet apart. I was like, that's not really how an office building works. Like, yeah, like I have to hand paperwork to people and receive paperwork from people. I am like the highest possible. Like I have the highest possible chance of contracting it at work. Yeah, you work in a logistics office, so, like, Mm -hmm. truck drivers have to deliver their bill of goods to you. Yep. And you then deliver it around the office to several different departments. Like, there's no way to not come into contact with people. It's not like you're shaking hands or giving hugs or some shit, but you can't stay six feet away. And even if you could, people seem to misunderstand. I guess they don't. That's a lie. People completely understand, just like businesses want to reopen. Like, my office really wants us to to go back in as soon as possible even though we all have been working remotely just fine (laughs) yeah but like that doesn't make your your stock prices go up you know but they they really want me to go back in the office and congregate with people basically and they're like it's fine you all wear masks like that only stops the spread that doesn't stop you like from getting it really it stops you from giving it to somebody else so there's Mm -hmm. some little bit they're like we're taking temperatures like that only tells you if somebody has it that doesn't yeah that is temperature doesn't magically stop it from getting on you it, it's like I was gonna say band-aid solution, but it's not even a solution. It's it's uh just like putting a sticker on it and saying like yeah, it's good. And it's, it's just, just telling somebody apart. that they need a band-aid. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even a band-aid. Because yeah, um, I, I take temperatures at my work. I go in, I get scanned with this gun that always tells me I'm like at 91 degrees, and I'm like that's not right. 
<laughs> right, that, that is very yep. inaccurate. The, the other day, the... it said like 83, and I was like, I'm dead then. I'm dying, man. Yeah. I got hypothermia. The, I think the frustrating too, it's not even just like our business, it's all businesses that are wanting, trying to open you. Know, they're trying to survive. I get it. I, I do yeah. understand what they're trying to do. It just it just sucks that this is the game that we're all playing. Cause I don't know how to be better about it. Like, you know, I try to have fun. I try to host these podcasts. We did that debate game the other day, but still, it's still, it's still crazy. Like, the amount of times I sit in the and during the day and I almost forget, you know, I'll I'll be playing something with the kids or me and my wife are watching a movie or something and it just pops in my head again. I'm like, we're in a fucking movie right now. This is outbreak. This is yeah. the beginning of Resident Evil. Like, oh, what for the sure. fuck? It's just strange to me. And like, I it, it's it's weird when it hits me and it's weird to think about when it does. Especially like the amount of dumb people that are like, let's let's get back to it. I got to get my hair cut, you know, (laughs) it's going to be real weird when your kids are in school and they read about this in the history books. I was talking about that the other day is like the amount of history that's been made the last couple of years isn't isn't just staggering, but it's going to be fascinating because like if you think about like our lifespan, like what what our chapters were, you're to get um, you're to get Clinton in there and it's going to be impeachment. There's going to be some notes about that. And then the economy being close to zero and our relations opening up with other other countries like that's Clinton. Then you're going to get Bush, which was like Bush uh, Jr. And you're going to get Bush Jr. in there and it's going to be about like, oh, like us, like becoming uh, like we were always like a national power when it comes to military, but like exercising that power in a way that we hadn't in close to like 20 years so like then it was like oh man like military force and and like invading other countries and fighting the war on terror and but also like like reneging on like some of our like promises at home civil rights wise that's that's going to be bush and then it's going to go like oh fuck like completely like rubber band then we're going to get obama and it's going to be all hope and change but also like still lots of military bullshit and not so good civil rights stuff and then you're gonna, <laughs> and then you're gonna, then the economy crashes. We're like, well, that's not good. And then yep. you get Trump and worse civil rights shit and and MAGA hats and all of this like downturn of like, oh, we hate everybody, but like them telling us to stop being like precious snowflakes, and then everybody else being precious snowflakes as there's a pandemic and they can't get their haircuts, yep. and like, and th- that's the history book for our lifespan, like. The, the last couple of decades like that's that's so weird to think about like that that like string of events like a lot of newsworthy things have happened in the last 20 years that we're having to look at right now but when my kids are reading they're gonna be like fuck you lived in a weird time like i know <laughs> like, yeah. like it wasn't scary for us like i didn't get drafted like i didn't have to go to war like my friends went to war but like they chose to you know like, I didn't have to go. I didn't have to fight anybody in the trees or anything like that. It was fine for me, but all of them chose to go do shit like that. I was at home watching clerks, you know, trying to go to college and not doing a very good job. And then when I got my shit together, the world was like, no, 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 no one can have their shit together. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to introduce a virus, motherfucker. Yeah. And then I get my dumbass coworkers trying to tell me it comes from bats. I'm like, oh, man, I don't think that's true, but I didn't read anything about this because it was happening in China. And then a month later, everyone's a fucking expert. Yeah, (laughs) everyone's a fucking expert. Everyone's a fucking expert. Let that one marinate. I I remember now, like, kind of looking back, like, trying to argue with, like, my in-laws. They're like, oh, people people eating bats and shit. And I was like, listen, I I was told that that was a thing, too, like, six to eight weeks ago. (laughs) And this was obviously a while ago now, too, when I was having, like, the conversation with my wife about it. But I was like, I I mean, I felt dumb when I found out. And then they found out, and they're like, no, 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 I'm sticking with that one. I like that that narrative. I was like, oh, (laughs) man. Can't, can't we move fast that one though like, yeah let's, let's go to 5g towers at least that one isn't racist like at least we can, at least we can pretend that like the cell towers are killing us even though that's not how technology works yeah i, I recently saw a cell tower that was disguised as a tree <laughs> and i'm assuming it's to discourage people from attacking it <laughs> or did they do it beforehand and it's just they're furthering <laughs> furthering the conspiracy probably because maybe they were like this is more aesthetically pleasing but then when people start throwing out like truth or conspiracies there's like oh my god see they're disguising them as the trees uh, gay. did you say making the frogs gay yeah have you never seen that alex jones clip i don't think so he's just he's going starts going on a rant about all these different government conspiracies and eventually he gets to uh the stuff they put in the water he's like 
I'm not saying that gay being gay is a choice. I'm saying they're putting stuff in the water that'll turn the fucking frogs gay. Like, oh, okay. he's just saying like there, there's stuff in the water that turns people gay, mm. and he's that he's, about it. he's angry about it. Get behind me, Satan! Oh, you. I honestly, I I recommend everybody go watch some Alex Jones clips. <laughs> if you want like to believe him and buy some of his supplements, that's fine for you. It's a very dumb thing to do, but if you just watch it and you can recognize, it is very entertaining. <laughs> It's a very entertaining man to watch. It's I mean, it, some stuff, if, but if we'd all just drink silver, we would already have cured this uh, coronavirus. Oh, drinking silver, drinking those supplements, fucking injecting light. I know I've been injecting light every day. Oh, for sure. Oh, it's hard though, man. It's hard. You get that sunburn underneath the skin. And, Can't and be good for you. Just gotta rip it off. Like, why do we even have like a band-aid? Skin like, uh, really like taking temperatures. Skin really stops all the important nutrients from the sun from reaching our insides. I've heard that. I've heard that from several people that are not medical professionals. <laughs> <laughs> like me. Do not listen to me. It, it's, it's hard to be depressed about it because I'm like, because I've always been the guy. I'm like, listen, we may all disagree and we may all not get along, but that's the beauty of America is we don't have to. Like everyone's allowed to have their fucking dumbass opinion. That's the fun of it here. You can vote for Trump, but like, we're going to deal with the repercussions of voting for Trump. Like, that's on you. You'll learn, and we'll rubber band back, and we'll vote for somebody else. Yeah. I'm, seeing it, I'm like, I, I do understand why people, like, I'm like the angry left yell at people. I'm like, get it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating that shit like this happens. But, you know, like, no one's perfect. Like, the, the virus still would have hit us, like, if we would have had a different, smarter president <laughs> or any sort of education president. It wouldn't have hit us like this. It is just a little bit like ah, i get it i get why people are mad i understand it's hard not to be mad at someone who doesn't understand and he says something dumb and then dumb people go and follow suit because normally it's funny when dumb people do dumb things they're like well, that's on you for doing dumb shit when 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 the company lysol has to tweet out not to consume lysol it, it's because hard not to be the, angry. the president said exactly it's different when like kids are doing tie pod challenges because other kids are saying it's funny or fun or they taste good or whatever that's like oh that's kind of sad but i get it kids kids are dumb dumb kids are dumb <laughs> but when you have to say dumb president is dumb like oh it sucks and people keep saying like oh he's not the first dumb president like what about george bush like george bush at least had some smart people around him that they said shit and he's like all right i'll do that shit fuck it like you're yeah. smarter than me like he was smart enough to make those calls yeah, I, I don't remember exactly what was said but george bush actually like came out recently and said a few things and i was just like that actually sounds cognitive well see that's the thing about george bush and trump like trump is not dumb either trump trump is savvy in certain ways he's a funny person but like he has no formal education but he has this ego that just lets him say whatever he wants and no one will correct him and he doesn't <laughs> care that he's wrong he there's no shame there and that's yeah. where the dumbness comes in because like he he knows he doesn't know anything about Lysol, but because everyone just says yes to him, he can say dumb shit and people are like, oh, maybe. And he's like, all right, fuck it. Like, I'm president, right? I got to be I got to be kind of smart. Whereas in George Bush, like George Bush went to college, like George Bush graduated. There was definitely lots of nepotism there and lots of favoritism for like his family name. But like he did attend a school. Yeah. And he was surrounded by smart people. And his dad had taught him to say yes to smart people. There, you know? There's at least a possibility of information osmosing into his brain. Right, right. And there's a lot of stuff that can be said about Obama, too. But Obama did like Obama was a smart person and they were not like he was not a perfect president by any means, but he did not actively spread always incorrect information like he spread like incorrect information every single american president does because it's still a political game but he <laughs> didn't make it his like mission to attack every single person who did not agree with him yeah. uh, and that's 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 the thing. like oh you, you can recognize you can there's bipartisanship and like i'm not really a political person and we live in a place where like it, it's kind of a, a blue state surrounded by red states like Michigan itself, it's like it's it's blue until you leave a city borders and then it's very, very, very red. Oh, yes. And that's like everybody I know. Like, I can't hate my grandma because like she was a Republican. Like, I can't I can't do that. I mean, maybe you can. Like, maybe I see other people do it. But like, she also like did my laundry and made me pancakes. You know, <laughs> like, it's uh, people are more than one thing. It's just kind of frustrating. Yeah. Oh, you can't win. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Just like Moby Dick. I believe that was the message of, the, <laughs> of that book. So what you're saying is I need to go whale fishing. 
I think so. I think that's a good place to start with all of this. That was the, that's the one thing that's been giving me some solace in all of this is I do know how to live off the land. Like not like you're gonna say family. I do know how to whale fish. <laughs> I do know how to whale fish, Dave. So that's really my fallback. No, but like it's not like I'm like Joe Rogan. Like I, I'm not hunting down elk every thirty days or something like to make sure that's the only meat I consume. Something like that. But like we grew up in the wilderness. You know, we know how to hunt. We know how to fish. You know, I know which berries to eat in the wilderness. I know which leaves not to touch. I know, more importantly, which mushrooms you're allowed to eat. Yeah. And, you know, th- those are the things where I, I think about, like, if, if shit were to hit, hit the fan. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I was not some sort of nut who was prepared for this. I had to go buy canned goods like everybody else. I didn't, have, like, I do have some gold buried, but, like, I wasn't going to go do it for this because no one's buying gold either, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Like my car is gassed up, and if I needed to leave with my children, they would not starve tomorrow. They would be able to go eat fish. It would be a battle because I don't think they've ever had fresh fish, and would they eat it? I don't know. It, maybe if I covered it with enough butter and put it in a McDonald's bag. But uh, well, if if you sprinkle enough Cheetos dust on it, well, I mean, they've never had Cheetos either. Like I make it sound really? like I only give them like no, I make it sound like I, I don't give them like fresh food or anything. I just don't give them a lot of fresh fish because Michigan has a lot of mercury in their water. And I probably shouldn't have been eating fresh fish as a child either. But there, there's a lot of mercury in all the water. That's true too. It's it's not exactly super healthy these days. But uh, but you know, I also don't give them Cheetos. I don't give them a lot of candy. I don't give them a lot of Cheetos. They don't eat. They don't drink juice. They don't drink soda. I'm one of those really boring dads. I give them candy for special occasions and uh like you know like easter and shit like that halloween mm-hmm. they get candy but we don't buy it to have around the house because me and my wife have a problem with portion control and we just eat all of the candy <laughs> yeah but like i know that like if 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 like the grid goes down tomorrow we can hop in my little tiny car that gets a lot of good gas mileage and we can drive up to where we came from and hide out in the woods next to someone's trailer they're probably they're probably selling meth so they don't care Oh, and they're not selling it. They're making it. Well, I mean, it's a little bit of both. You know, <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Ah, uh, well. Anyways, that's been <laughs> this has been aiming for mediocrity. I hope we reached your expectations. <laughs> I hope we kept the bar low. Dave, do you want to say anything to the nice people that are listening? Hi, thanks for coming. Um, on Thursday, I'll have a party. I guess I don't know. I had a joke for this. I, I guess by then. <laughs> well i can announce here so this is our second episode you'll be seeing these both probably the same time because i'm putting them both up at the same time but uh we got our production stuff set up me and my wife can't be killed productions uh because we're not going down with this pandemic like i said we can survive off the land so we're gonna keep going uh we have our comic book over there dean do this and a couple other podcasts can't be killed confessions where i just talk shit and you can listen to me say lots of weird stories, kind of like the Moby Dick story, not reading until I was 12. There's also one over there about uh, me shitting my pants when I was watching Captain America Civil War. That's a fun one to listen to if you want to hear about me shitting my pants. Was it Civil War or was it Spider-Man Homecoming? No, it was Civil War. Uh, okay. Trust me, you don't forget when something like that happens. You know, funny enough, neither do most of the people around you. <laughs> yeah. You seem to have forgotten which movie, but that's okay. You were still you know, there. The, You're still my friend. So. The events of which I was focused on are still <laughs> pretty fresh in my brain. I like the idea that me shitting myself and taking away from which Spider-Man film we were watching. I mean, like, Spider-Man's about to jump on the screen, and then Terry's like, oh, I gotta go. And I was like, what? Terry, like, you, like, you, I made it back before it came back. I made it back just in time. Now, the ramifications of that, you'll have to listen to the podcast to find out. Oh, yeah. No spoilers on that one. Well, <laughs> something was spoiled. There was a few. I ate some spoiled things. That's the spoiler. Yeah. Uh, but you can listen to that and several other ones there. Uh, there's going to be other podcasts in the future if you like this. If you don't like this, just, you know, don't say anything. Like, it's fine. I get it. When no yeah. one subscribes, I understand that. You're like, oh, that was kind of stupid. Why'd you make that? You don't have to tweet at me or anything. We're bad, we know. Exactly, like, I'm aware of it. You think I'm not aware of it? I just told you that I didn't know what happened to Moby Dick, and I read that book. Like, I did not get it. I also talked about denim for a long time. Like, I'm aware of how much I suck. You don't have to tell me. Like, no one can hate me as much as I hate myself, is what I always tell my mom. So, like, <laughs> with that said, thank you for listening. Uh, have a Have a good one, question mark? Yeah. God damn it, Craig. <laughs>